0: Hey guys, thanks for tuning in this week. Just wanted to give a quick heads up. We had some technical difficulties recording yesterday, so I don't know why, but my um, when I'm talking, it's like super low and Tim is super loud. So we don't really know what happened or how to fix it. Uh, so just thank you guys for listening and uh, we'll definitely get it back up and running by next week. Uh, this episode is full of spoilers, so spoiler alert. You've been warned.
1: I've been excited, but like even just doing this podcast, I'm like even more excited I now. No,
0: dude, I can't believe you gotta wait a freaking week.
1: Hello, citizens of the galaxy! Welcome to another episode of Sabak Talk. We are going to be talking about Chapter 11 of The Mandalorian, uh, the third episode of season two. We are going to get into our general review: things that we like, things that we disliked. We'll give some favorites. We got some fun facts. We got a little bit of history today and then we're gonna start doing some predictions, some theories and some rumors with our Idiots Array section. So stick around. This is Star Wars Talk for the average fan. All right, man let's get into it yeah blake i'm so excited i'm, I'm like stoked to hear what you have to say <laughs> oh, what's man. your uh, what, what what let's start with the positives let's start with the positives what's uh what's the review
0: honestly i don't know if i have any positives dude i didn't like
1: this episode get out <laughs> <laughs> i'm about to go i'm about to get i was about to like freaking jettison away from you just like mando did to uh <laughs> i mean everyone
0: uh Everyone probably thinks I'm like a drama queen or something like that. I'm very picky in what I like, but I love this episode. I okay. was picky on the length. I wish it could have been longer. But other than that, I, this episode was just, like, honestly, zero to 100, like, within the first five minutes.
1: Yeah, like, it totally.
0: Was like, it was so good. And, like, they just throw you right into the story of, you know, we got Sasha Banks uh, from the trailer in the background right when he lands. So we, we're getting little little pieces of the trailer. So it's like we're moving along t- toward the story now, and, and as soon as you know the Mandalorians appeared, I knew that was Bo-Katan. Her, little, her armor looks identical to it in Clone Wars and, and Rebels. I was like so, they did such a good job with that. That was so yeah. cool to see. And Those I mean, visuals were amazing. Yes, it was so good. And she's you know this strong woman, such a badass, and she was awesome. And she played her role perfectly. And it's, it's so cool that they were able to get the same voice actress to, to play her in real life. So it's like they basically yeah. kept her off her anyways. So it was like, like it was literally like the perfect fit it was like there was like no uh like miss cohesiveness or anything it just all looked continuity it just all looked so good and mm-hmm. i love we got a little taste of mando dude his little uh zealot religious cl- uh, cult over here it's like oh it yes like more of these pieces of his backstory and i'm just like dude it's like all piecing together now i, I liked it I, yeah it was, it was dude this oh my gosh this episode was so jam-packed yeah. and
1: that was a uh, plot twist that I am here I for. That I'm so awesome. here for it. Dude, <laughs> yeah. I, was, I, was honestly, I was honestly a little nervous when I saw that plot twist. I was like, oh, I think Blake's going to be a little pissed. Like, oh, no, dude. You I know, cool. he's, uh, I mean, he's a, what do they call it? He's a, um, he's a Mandalorian purist. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I mean, uh, obviously my idea was wrong. I just thought for Clone Wars, the cartoon, they just took off their helmets because it was a kid's show but Uh uh, yeah that was obviously definitely wrong uh you were right because it was like the fundamentalist group of mandalorians so it's interesting it's interesting to see this all these different sects of uh mandalorians and stuff and yeah just just you know seeing mando in action like one mandalorian in action like in season one was awesome and but like seeing four seeing four mandalorians in action like dude it just shows how powerful they really are i'm like this is amazing this was such good like it's good visuals, good cinematography, good uh, mm-hmm. acting and action. Like, I really liked the whole thing, honestly.
1: Dude, there we go, I man. I know, sorry, that was a little little run on, but what did you think of it? Um, no, I liked it a lot. Like, I, um, I definitely still have, like, I, I still have a couple, like, drawbacks, but I'll get into that after I talk about some of the pluses. Okay. I echo, I would echo most of the things that you just said. Basically, I liked that there was clear direction. Like, that felt very refreshing. It was like, okay, so like, nice. we, yeah, finally, yeah, it's like, we have a clear direction. We have, like, an articulated thing that's going on. And I I, I found that, you know, enjoyable. Um, there was just, like, a really exciting and fun um, episode. And I really liked, I liked how many aliens were in it. This is a, kind of, like, a side thing. Uh, in addition to echoing a lot of the things that you've said, I, I really liked that there was a lot of aliens in it. Like, all the, um the Mon Calamari and the uh, Quarren, which I'll talk about a little bit later um, in more detail. I thought that was really fun as well um, in terms of like visuals. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, I had, a, I had an overall, I was overall, um, I enjoyed watching it. And um, yeah, I liked the episode. There were a few things that I, I felt like I was a little bit, I felt were lacking a little bit. And I know I don't want to be that stickler guy, but here, you know what, I already gave, I got a taste of it last episode, and so now maybe I'm just addicted to being a critic, <laughs> and so here we go.
0: Uh, but first, what do you think about that little reunion, dude, the frog lady and her husband? Oh,
1: yeah, we got to talk about that. that yeah, we got to talk. That was good. I bro. love I that.
0: <laughs> on the frog lady, like, that was a beautiful scene, honestly. They haven't seen each other for years, or who knows how long, and yeah, probably reunited. That was sick
1: yeah that was that was cute like i was honestly like that was a feel-good moment and i feel like we all needed that and i'm just like imagining like her telling her husband all the stories um of what just happened to her with the spiders yeah. and stuff <laughs> and he's probably like what this is crazy i can go into a couple of the things that i felt like were a little bit uh were a little bit not my favorite i okay, guess yeah. you could say
0: i got, i mean i could buy I, I got some tears yeah let's. Maybe,
1: you got let's a couple okay thing, yeah. um so basically i actually kind of felt like the mixture of this being because uh, i had a problem with it being such a short episode and that's like a fan thing where you're like oh like i want more but it's also like uh, like this should have been longer in order to get this story out um in my opinion like i felt like a lot of it was like very rushed Um, Especially like I look at the time look at the timestamp of 35 minutes and I think about how would it have changed the telling of this story if we got 10 more minutes of dialogue during the dialogue scenes to get a little bit deeper into the characters, get a little bit deeper into the context, uh, get a little bit deeper into where we're at in the story. I thought that that would have been really nice and it did feel rushed. I felt like they kind of just like skipped from like one thing to another. Um, a lot of up and down. And so while that's exciting, I also felt like it could have been developed better. Um, and I also feel like the it was it was a little bit like whiplash. Like I felt like I got some whiplash with how quickly we like went from nothing going on to all of a sudden like we're in the world of Star Wars TV shows. (laughs) We're talking about the Darksaber, Moff Gideon's there, we're talking about Ahsoka Tano. Like I was like all of a sudden we just like went like like you said, zero to a within
0: like five minutes.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So I felt like, I felt like, we, we, like I feel like you can take more than thirty five minutes to give us that much like it was a huge it was like a leap yeah. um, and I feel like we need more than thirty five minutes to get that done in the most effective way um, if i 'm being honest and so that was that 's my main thing um, in terms of what I disliked like I felt like the, the, there could have been a lot more like dialogue to sort of cushion and and develop things um, I also Maybe this is just me and tell me what your thoughts are on this actually, because this is something that's sort of overarching. Does it kind of, I kind of seem like they, it feels like they, they, the writers are putting Mando in particular situations that are testy and where he makes certain decisions. Um, and it feels like he often gets sort of bailed out of these situations where, um, it, I feel like the storyline would be completely like in a whole nother place if he actually um, didn't get bailed out by other, other actors or other like influences coming in. And what I mean by that is like, well, the Mandalorians come and save him twice in this episode. And it's like, what if they had just ditched him just one of the times? It's like the whole story would have gone differently. Um, and like, it was kind of similar in some of the previous episodes with the New Republic bailing him out. And with the um, in the marshal with the crate dragon bailing him out of killing Cobb Vance. Um, that's true. Wow. Yeah. So I see those types of scenes. I get it. Like there's like melodrama and there's like a theatrical element to it. But to me, it's sort of it. I don't. I, I feel like I'm the only person that's watching the Mandalorian and feeling this way. But I kind of feel like he, he's starting to look a little bit lucky to me. Like it's like oh this is a, this guy's freaking lucky. Um, and so. I don't know, I'm not gonna say it's something that I like fully dislike right now, but it's something that is on my radar and I'm watching out for going forward. Okay, so, yeah,
0: I mean I can see that. I, I guess there's only a couple times maybe he got lucky in season one. Yeah, most yeah I haven't like done this. enough
1: recalling to map that out, but go ahead.
0: Yeah, I was thinking but yeah, I guess that's on the top of my head, but also like most of the time it's like his skill or knowledge is what is Yeah. Ability.
1: Yeah. Yeah, And that's true too. And that's something that I've noticed as well, even in this episode that like he got lucky and that the Mandalorians came twice to bail him out. Once, you know, they bailed him out because you know, the child was about to get killed by the mama Corps and you know, he was about to get killed as well by the, by the sailors. And then the second time they come and they, you know, sort of offer the olive branch again to work with him. And it's like, he could have like, he wanted to just ditch them you know yeah and they directed him back towards them but then later on he uses his skill and his wisdom to make it work and i feel like that was articulated in the fight scenes where he sort of like runs through the hallway and that last ditch Uh effort to like get into the bridge yeah and so there is a play back and forth um but it's just something that's on my radar like i said well do we have anything else we want to say for like a just like a basic review of this episode are we ready to get into the meat
0: yeah. well oh, go ahead. No, do you this, have this? This dude. This freaking episode. This episode. Do like, are you like all the listeners right now? Are you guys with me now at why I hated episode ten? Like <laughs> that whole episode. <laughs> if you skipped that episode, you would. The two questions you would have is, how did his ship get destroyed, and then who was his frog lady? And that's not even important to the story. Like that. His yeah. ship. His ship gets fixed, or mostly fixed, I guess at the end of this episode. So it was like, it feels like he was there for, for two days, on trash for like two days or a day. I was like, okay, well, that that my theory of him staying on this planet for an extended period of time was not true. Like, mm. he literally, you could have just get, episode 10 had nothing to do with the plot. And so it pisses me off that that was 40 minutes long. <laughs> and this was 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> when literally, he could have ended episode, the Marshall, the episode nine. He could have ended that, got the frog lady, hyperspace to, they could have changed that storyline. There were her eggs supposed to arrive in hyperspace. Like, hyperspace over to Trask, and we could have got an extra episode. I was like, this, that whole episode, it, like, is maybe even more bad because I was like, we got jipped on this episode how, on the timelines. I was like, this episode was so short when that last episode was pointless, and we got, it, it was longer. So <laughs> that, doesn't, that doesn't really freaking urge me and made me so upset, dude. Like, I don't know. <laughs> mean, I'm just thinking, like, we, and, like, people were like, oh, it was, like, unexpected. Like, last episode we can't have everything towards the plot, but I was like, yeah, but at least give us something. And like, you can't like, what are we gonna do? Like, give John Favreau and Dave any excuses all the time? Like, oh, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. It's like, it, it, it's not fine. Like, I don't know. It's just annoying <laughs> to me that I know we're gonna keep watching. And like, that whole episode was pissing off. I like, there was literally no point to this.
1: Yeah, it was. It was. It definitely feels like it could have been like condensed. The only thing that I could possibly see coming back around is his relationship with the New Republic. Yeah, that that's the only thing I could see coming back up and, I know, and then, being significant.
0: I know during our lives um, Aaron had said that uh, that mm-hmm. you know it might come back but I was like if they keep giving him chances like the New Republic is, is soft then like sorry like we don't need a New Republic that's that soft like they already gave him his chance right here in episode 10 you know yeah. and then he's and so if they give him another chance I'm like okay that, that, like what what's going on this New Republic it, like what is this yeah. you have you know
1: yeah I mean I think it, I think it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. Um, but yeah, it's definitely, I, I can see where you're coming from for sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know, definitely. I just to get that out of the way. I was like holding it up for a little bit, you know.
1: So we're in, exactation. we're in this episode. We're still dissing the last episode. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I'm right, just guys, kidding. No, it makes sense. No, but I think that you're, I mean, I, I totally agree with the time thing. Like the timestamp is, is what kind of gets to me like. The last episode, it definitely feels like it could have been like reduced time-wise. And that was like a lot of like screen time for The Mandalorian as a series that was dedicated to something that doesn't feel all that relevant. So yeah. I get where you're coming from in that regard for sure. Anything else on the, on the generals?
0: No, I think that's it. Um, I'm down to getting some details though of this episode. I I could I watched this like three times already. Like I could.
1: You did? Yeah,
0: dude, it's just, three
1: times.
0: Yeah, it's so good. I think it's. I thought it was really good. It's just cool to see the. I mean, I guess if you understand the significance of Bo Katana stuff. Yeah. Like, as far as the Clone Wars fans and stuff, it's like I'm sure we all love this episode and like seeing her like what how many doors that opens up you know hearing Ahsoka Tano's name spoken in live action for the first time ever it's like that's amazing oh yeah Ahsoka Tano I'm very excited um
1: I'm like I'm like happy to hear that because like from our brief text message exchange this week I literally thought that you were going to be like like just nothing but like pissed about this episode no I'm not so this is (laughs) <laughs> well from your text messages yeah. dude it was i got nothing but i'm glad because now we're having like a genuine conversation so this is gonna be uh this is gonna be good so so let's we can get into some like specific things like we're like our favorite things um so do you want to start with uh, like our favorite lines uh
0: yeah okay um so i got two okay but they're both the same line
1: <laughs> okay um
0: so obviously it's this is the way <laughs>
1: This is the way.
0: <laughs> this is the way. I never realized how many meanings, or you know, how much significance that one phrase could have. Like the first time katan says that to Mando, it mm-hmm. is so sassy, and it almost seems like an insult. You know? It's yeah. Like, he's like, "You change a deal." She's like,
1: "This is the way." Oh shit, dude! What? <laughs> Like, changing the deal is the way. Like, she's basically like, like yeah, being a backstabber is the way.
0: What? what? I know. And I was like, what is going on? And she was so, like, it was like, and I'm just thinking, like, and so what, in my mind, I'm thinking, I'm kind of spinning with the idea of maybe the saying, this is the way, is only for the zealots, you know? Because they don't say that in Clone Wars, I don't think, unless, you know, someone can correct me. But I, don't, I think this is the only time we've heard it is in Mandalorian. So I'm thinking, like, she used that own word, his own phrase against him. And then later, she says it again to him, but it's definitely in a more respectful. He proves himself, he shows his worth. She asks him to join them. Uh, yeah. So I was like, she obviously holds him in high respect now. This is the way. That was just such a different. This is the way. But I was like, it was so meaningful and just yeah. so. I don't know. I don't know. I can't like this, the gravity, the weight behind it when she said it the second time. I was like, man, that is, that is just beautiful. Like she, she's just trying to help him out, and and so I don't know. That was just cool, and I, I really like that line. I mean, what did you think?
1: No, I totally agree. I found that um, it, it actually relates really closely to one of my favorite lines, um, and so is it okay if I okay if I give my favorite line real quick? Oh
0: yeah, dude, definitely.
1: Okay, so it relates really well, especially to um, the play between the two times that this is the way it's spoken um, in the diner when they're speaking. Um, there's this odd moment where you know, Man- Mando Dinjarin he says that the planet Mandalore is cursed, and everyone who goes there yes. dies. And they all kinda just, they all kinda glance at each other. And then she says, this is my favorite line that she says, she says, don't believe everything you hear. They want us apart, but Mandalorians are stronger together. Um, And so I wanna, like my real, like what I really loved, I really actually just loved like the first half of that. Don't believe everything you hear. and I, this whole dynamic that's starting to unfold, like I said earlier, like this is a plot twist that I am so here for. Um, I predicted this. I was kind of talking about this uh, in our previous season, that I feel like there's multiple sects of Mandalorian creeds uh, that have different degrees of extremism, different degrees of uh, violence, things like that, and that he was from a, a, an extreme group. Um, that has now come true, so I'm patting myself on the back. <laughs> <laughs> I know, you but deserve it. That was I, awesome. I, I also want to know, to I also want to know, uh, I think other people were saying it because I'm pretty sure I read it somewhere as well. Oh, okay. uh, but I can't figure out where it was. I know it brought it up in one of our previous episodes. Yeah. Um, but anyway, when she says that, I mean, what, we're, what, I, what I'm seeing unfold a little bit that I think is going to be really, really curious and really interesting. And we even got a little bit of it, even from like some of Mando's acting and like his head turning and his emotions in his voice. Is I think that we're going to get a little bit of material that's related to um, like what it's like to grow up in like a very stringent or cult like um, fashion and then to have to move on from that. Um, And that's like a phenomenon that's really interesting to sociologists. It's really interesting to all kinds of people to see someone who grows up with extreme or like zealous views of the world and then have those deconstructed. Um, And so I'm really, really curious and really, really intrigued by what is in store for Mando in that regard. Um, But I want to relate it back to your line in that, that and the end half of her line in the diner is, we're stronger together. Mandalorians are stronger together. And then I felt like that second time where she says, this is the way to him. It was almost like bringing that moment. Like that moment of like Mandalorians are stronger together even though we are different. Yeah. um, Our creeds are a little bit different. That's a good point. Yeah, but then she says, this is the way, like this is the way, this is Mandalorians despite our differences sticking together. And so I really appreciated that a lot. I thought it was a great line.
0: This, yeah. Two, a theory i had was obviously we don't in episode in the first season we the, the, we know the armor or we don't know but we know the armor survived that little thing that brawl in the sewer and so we're I'm assuming yeah yeah i'm wondering dude like is there gonna be like a mandalorian battle in this season like somehow the, the yeah fun, the fundamentalists show up and like Dan has to choose between the two of them or something. And
1: But everybody. I think what, I think another thing that, because one thing that's interesting, I'm going to bring it up a little bit later, is in Mandalorian history, that's like the, that's like Mandalorian, Mandalore's entire history, basically, since, um, basically, since the fall of the Old Republic, Mandalorians have been infighting and fighting with each other. And that developed into like these, you know, sort of new way and the ancient way. Yeah. And I, I mean, I don't want to get into the idiots array yet but (laughs) I definitely I feel like there is potential for Din Djarin to his role to be to unite Mandalore and to be that so so I like what you're saying there could be a battle between the two sects I feel like Din Djarin could be the one who is able to bring those the two different ways of doing things together and to reunite Mandalore and to restore it, I guess you could say. So, there's there's some really really huge implications for this episode. Um, it's freaking exciting, man! I know. It's,
0: it's, it's, my head was spinning right after I watched this. So I was like thinking about the possibilities. I was going down several rabbit holes on Wikipedia, like.
1: Oh, dude, same. All this
0: information. I was like, man, what could happen? What can happen? So I, I'm so Dude, I don't know why this The Mandalorian create the culture, the society it's just so fascinating to me. I don't know it is I, fascinating I it's so cool
1: it is fascinating I think part of the reason it's so fascinating is like it's so it's very like salient like meaning it's like it feels like really like tangible and like relevant yeah um, but it also is just like has like a coolness factor to it
0: I think um was, did you I'm a t- wait go like, ahead I was gonna say it's like it's the only people that the empire actually fears you know like mm-hmm. cause they had to, they had to try and wipe them out and they're still trying to wipe them out and destroy them because they know the Mandalorians are like this. Oh, my God. Just the, the whole, like, they, dude, even in this episode, like, the three, the three Mandalorians, they had so much swagger. Just, like, oh, they yeah just looked cool. I'm like, that's so stupid. But, like, they just look cool. And like, they just, like, they, they just knew they're badass. And they just knew that they, they are strong together. They, they can, you know, obtain and, um, you know, re- regain Mandalore again. So I just love that
1: yeah no i to- i agree i agree uh it's it's so it's so exciting like um there there are so many like exciting things that could potentially be coming <laughs> soon um do we want to go to like what our favorite i mean this probably wasn't that hard but like our favorite sub characters for this episode like maybe we just talk about some of the characters in general
0: yeah uh i like again i said it earlier but Bo-Katan her armor, yeah. like just like she did in clone war so yeah that was just totally so cool to see it, honestly i couldn't even tell the difference to be honest like yeah at, it I looked amazing like, it was like this looks like the cartoon like her armor but i was like this is like real life and i was like how how do they do it so good to make it look so identical so i love that and it's just so cool to see her in real yeah. life and live action so yeah i, I love that i, I love yeah. the Land of armor and all that stuff
1: yeah, I have a question for you. How do you? How is she still so young looking? Like, it, hasn't That's it been true. like? <laughs> hasn't it been like thirty years since that the Clone true, Wars? Huh?
0: That's a good question, dude. Maybe Mandalorians yeah. age different.
1: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. I don't know. That's just something that came to mind for me. Um, no, I agree with you about like those. The Mandalorians were awesome. Um, there wasn't really a whole lot of other sub characters. You have the Imperials. Yeah. Um, they were interesting. I thought that the Imperial ship captain. I thought that he like performed well um and he was like a he was interesting he had that suicide moment that was kind yeah. of intense
0: that was i mean that's the first time we've seen that right like uh those, i uh, think so cyanide pills kind
1: of yeah something like that that's um crazy. it was it was definitely like it was definitely a, a darker moment i feel like for it's showing like more of those darker sides yeah. of the uh of the empire for sure um it reminded me of when um Grand Moff Tarkin in Rogue One where like the the facility on Scarif is compromised so he just freaking blows up the whole yeah, planet dude. like kills everybody like the freaking Empire these are like these are extremists like they're very like violent and like oppressive and so I think that that was expressed well the only other characters I can really think of was obviously we talked about the frog people um, I thought that the doc guy was funny didn't get a kick out of the dock Oh, was like, <laughs> was so I was like I was getting a kick out I thought he was like I thought it was kind of funny I enjoyed it <laughs> we need that uh comic relief right I know, there
0: was a few comic relief moments in this, and I liked it I like it. it wasn't like too too crazy but like there were just a few moments that were like pretty funny and I like yeah.
1: that yeah I know it was and like there was great moments between uh Mando and Baby Yoda um there was like a keep your manners and like and you know what I mean like yeah. obviously <laughs> intimating at the eggs and um I mean, a couple dude, other little know, moments like that don't that play little, with your food baby
0: bra,
1: dude. I know <laughs> it was cute yeah it was really fun um uh, in terms of like costumes or like makeup and design we talked about the Mandalorians they looked awesome I also I actually really liked the um the Quaren like the sailors and stuff I felt like they obviously they weren't CGI but they looked awesome like they looked they really look good, yeah. they looked really good like they did not look very uh like fake looking and um, yeah, I thought that was fun. Like the, the aliens looked great in this um, episode, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure, I agree. Did you have any other like faves? I mean, did you have like any like? I mean, I guess we could do like favorite moments or.
0: I, I thought know. a sad one. I got a sad one though. Okay. Um. So obviously, when Baby Yoda gets thrown in the that little pit. Dude, that oh was,
1: my god. That gosh.
0: was scary as hell. I almost had a heart
1: attack. Dude, I was freaking out, yeah, dude. My
0: wife was very sad during that time, but. I just thought too when when he gets him out that his you know his cradle I guess or whatever you want to call it that yes. was the last remnant of Quill dude.
1: Oh my gosh, you're absolutely right, dude. Oh my, like, that's the last thing you oh. have
0: to remember. Quill, he made that, and wow, he's gone now, dude.
1: Yeah, that was like his that was his one thing he left with them.
0: Yeah, so I thought that was really sad.
1: Oh man, we're gonna have to bring back the blurgs now just to remember. <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh, that was disrespectful. Um, yeah, that's a bummer. Um, well, rest in peace to Quill. Legend, absolute legend. I also found that 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 whole moment on the barge or the little boat was really that whole scene was intense, and it was I was on my feet. I was, as soon as he knocked him in until Mando was back on the beach, I was on my feet that entire scene. (laughs) Gideon, dude, he's such a savage.
0: Yeah, dude, just the fear, his notoriety. Like, he's like, you might not kill me, but he will, or something. I was like, dude, this dude is a bad
1: man. Long live the Empire.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that was crazy.
1: Long live the Empire. Uh, Let me run through a couple little fun facts before we get into that history. Um, And then I've also got like two fun facts that kind of relate to the Idiot's Array. I'll probably wait to the Idiot's Array section to get into them. Um, So one of them that I've got is uh, both the two alien species that are most prominent in this episode um, that are really like the only visible ones are the Quarren, which are the guys who kind of look like Davy Jones in um, Pirates of the Caribbean. And they, and then there's also the Mon Calamari, which are uh, they have a little bit more history in Star Wars. The Quarren have been appearing for a long time. So of the Mon Calamari. I mean, the most notable is Admiral Akbar, who- um, It's a trap. Passed, yeah, it's a trap, exactly. Um, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. He passes away in uh, The Last Jedi off screen. Yeah, I I mean. (laughs) Hopefully my tone communicates how I feel about that. So both of these species are from the planet Moncala. So a lot of people were guessing that that these scenes from the trailer were gonna take place on the planet Moncala. The planet Moncala has appeared on screen once before in the first arc of season four of the Clone Wars. There is a proxy civil war that takes place on Monkala between the Quaren and um, the monarchy that's run by the Moncalamari, um, and so proxy civil war what I mean by that is basically the confederacy takes one side of their civil war and the republic takes the other side and there's this kind of like several like arcs that um, take place there and there's this whole civil war and, um, several battles and things like that this is an aquatic planet these are aquatic species um, and so that's a little bit of like fun history and something interesting about uh, some of the appearances in this um, episode. Another fun fact that we've got, um, like you said earlier, this is the first time we hear Ahsoka Tano's name live action. So that was freaking exciting. That was, that was awesome. Sick.
0: I can't yeah. believe they say this soon too. Like that's crazy, you know?
1: Yeah, I know. It just, it, like, it just happened. Like I was like, that just happened. Yeah, I was not expecting <laughs> that at all. Uh, in relation to that, uh, this is sort of like a lack of a fun fact, but it's something that hopefully, um, I mean, just just to give people a little information, um, Bo-Katan tells Dinjarin to go to the forest planet Corvus, um, the city of Caladon. and neither of these locations have ever appeared in any Star Wars before. And so, um, just to give people a little bit of background that's there, cool, this is dude, not that's yeah, sick. yeah yeah these are new these are new locations, and so. Um, this will be really interesting to see what happens. Um, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm very, very curious uh, to see what's going to happen. Um, and then the other fun fact I would like to put out there, and this is a little bit related to Idiot's Array, um, is all of the scenes from the trailer have now been seen, except for a couple of the shots that all, in my opinion, appear to be on the planet Navarro. Um, or inside of an Imperial ship of some kind. Uh-huh. So, those are scenes with Grief Karga and Cara Dune, who've not appeared yet this season. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, and then you've got a couple with like uh, scout troopers on speeder bikes, and there's one of like Mando jetpacking, and they all appear to be on Navarro, um, or like I said, on an Imperial um, ship. And so, we've got like four, well, five chapters now. Four definitely that are gonna have basically all things that we don't even know what we're gonna be seeing. We don't know what to expect. So I'm freaking excited for I know, that. I'm so excited,
0: oh, I and oh my gosh, they're not disappointed.
1: Exactly. hope Right now, and we don't see, we don't see, we don't see <laughs> time until,
0: like two weeks from now.
1: Oh my gosh. I was going to ask you about something. Like, I'm going to ask you about something like that in Idiots, right? So okay. I'm, I'm curious to see what you say. Um, so do you want to go into, uh, you want to give us, give us a little biography, Bo-Katan Kries.
0: Yeah. So uh, you guys ready for another history lesson? Uh, this is going to be a lot shorter than my last one. I, I try to sum it up as best as possible without missing okay. any good parts or just trying to get the important stuff in. Okay. So after, um, so after the first Civil War, Mandalore, there was the new Mandalorians, which we kind of talked about already. They were pacifists. They were led by uh, Satine, uh, who was actually Bokatan's sister, so they were related. Um, so mm-hmm. this is when Mandalore tries to lead their, lead their old ways of uh, fighting behind and trying to do a new war of peace. And they try to stay as neutral as possible within the Clone Wars, so they weren't on any side. But uh, Bo-Katan did not agree with her sister, and she wanted to continue their fighting ways. So she led this uh, little secret group called the Night Owls, who was an all-female warrior group. Um, and she later joined Death Watch, which we know is like this uh, terrorist group that terrorized uh, the new Mandalorians, this new peaceful way. They didn't agree with um, So mm-hmm. as we're going along, you know, we get, they asked for help from Maul, which is very dumb. And Maul is able to help him take it back over Mandalore. So Death Watch is in charge of Mandalore and then Maul kills the leader of Death Watch and he also kills Volkatan's sister. So once okay. he realizes this, that you know this is kind of like the dumbest idea ever and maybe it wasn't so bad that we were pacifists, she leaves, <laughs> she leaves but, um... Mandalore and goes, in, and goes into hiding. Um, uh-huh. And she asks Obi-Wan Kenobi for help because her and uh, Obi-Wan and Satine, her sister kind of had a thing. They were kind of in a relationship. We don't know the whole yeah. details about that, but there was definitely something there. He asked, yeah. for her, he asked him for her help and then a year later, they asked, the Republic is able to grant that wish and they, um, they go in to you know, retake Mandalore. And that was with the help of Ahsoka Tano. So Ahsoka Tano and Boba Fett have kind of a history together. They definitely are mm-hmm. friends and they were able to retake Mandalore which bo becomes the uh, appointed regent of Mandalore. And this is like mm-hmm. right before, though, this is crazy crazy timing. This is right before Order 66 happens. And yeah. so Order 66 happens, and then the Republic is pretty much eliminated and becomes the Empire. And so there's like this Empire presence of Mandalore, and she's, a great, she's trying as hard as she can to resist it, but she's later um, betrayed by one of the other clans, Clan Saxon, who takes charge of Mandalore. So then she mm-hmm. has to she has to get she has to leave again and go into hiding. And then she finds Sabine Wren, who is another Mandalorian, part of Clan Wren, and they were able mm-hmm. to go in and overtake Mandalore again. And so she becomes the a leader elect of Mandalore. And that is the last time we see her until we see her again now in Mandalorian. And at that time it's important to know that she had the Darksaber. So that was the last time we saw dark Darksaber was in yeah. T- Bolkatan had it, and it was in her possession, and she had it in the cl- the cartoon rebels. And then yeah. she said, in this episode, the purge happened. She fought in the purge and lost the dark saber somehow. So, so that that is all we know of Bo-Katan as of right now. That's the most important things we need to know about her.
1: There we um, go, dude. That's really interesting. Um, and so somehow the dark saber left her possession, made it into the possession of Moff Gideon without her, you know, dying. Yeah, which is interesting. And,
0: yeah, because obviously you wouldn't give that willingly. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. And I also wanted to say, I did not like Bo-Katan at all in the Clone Wars at first, but like she has a uh-huh. really good character development, character art of, she sees yeah. you know, kind of like the spoils of war and, and what it can do. Her sister lost her life. And so, I don't know. I just, I really like her now. And I think she's a great leader. And when you kind of said that Din Jarin could be the leader of Mandalore, I know that they've, we've kind of been taught, but there's kind of this kind of going all over social media that he's going to wield the Darksaber. saber. I didn't think that at all, but now that you mentioned it, like he's kind of like this bridge between the, the, the zealous and the Mandalorian. I kind of think he could, Here potentially, he could be a leader.
1: Yeah, I think so, so that, too. That's an
0: interesting theory. I, I'm glad you brought that up because that makes a lot more sense though.
1: Yeah, and that's a good segue because I was going to go into uh, – you just touched on a lot of like the Mandalorian history I was going to talk about really briefly. Okay, cool. Um, and I kind of want to talk about a little bit, are we ready to get into a little bit of our idiots array? Some of our predictions?
0: Yeah, let's do it. I'm, I'm this ready.
1: is going to be fun. I'm so excited.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, so and we're talking about Mandalorian history. Um, you like some of the things you just said. Um, we know about Tarvisla, right back, and this is like during the, the Old Republic, like not just centuries ago, but thousands of years before the events of, um, the Skywalker Saga we've got Tarvisla, and he's the leader of Mandalore. He leads all of Mandalore. he's also got the Dark Sabre. Um, eventually, he passes away. and something interesting about Mandal- Mandalore, the planet, is it was like a very fertile and just healthy planet, um, And then after centuries, hundreds and hundreds of years of fighting um, between Mandalorians and themselves. so prior to Tarvisla. The Mandalorian warrior culture was developed around combat with the Jedi. Like they were basically at war with the Republic and the old Republic and with the Jedi. Um, after Tarvisla sort of brings them into the fold and sort of sort of heals that wound or that conflict between them and the Jedi, they fight within, like on the planet with each other um, and with neighboring places and sort of just our warriors and, and, and conquerors for hundreds and hundreds of years to the point where their entire planet is completely um, destroyed. Like there's no there's no organic life on their planet. It's completely dead and that's why they live in like these huge like biodomes that are huge bio cube cities Um, and at some point we know like you were saying before the events of the Clone Wars there's this development of this group called the New Mandalorians and there's wars that go on between the new mandalorians and the sort of the old warrior way the new mandalorians are pacifists they want to just become peaceful they eventually went out and established this and uh, the interesting thing is that they they exiled these warriors to the moon of mandalore which is called concordia um that's pre-visla was the governor of concordia and also the leader of death watch um who these commandos that were sort of, I mean, way back when, uh, when the Old Republic fell is when the Darksaber was um, taken away from the Jedi Order and then eventually makes its way into the hands of Privisla. And so with the Idiot's Array, I think that I just want to make, I, want, I really want to make a prediction around what this means, the children of the Watch. Dude, yeah, that was um,
0: interesting. Yeah, and so- like, did the split, you know? Like, did they split again? That's a, that's a yeah.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking as well. Like I I I feel like there's going to be another split that we didn't know about um, that hasn't happened on screen. And I think it's going to be something around basically um, Bo-Katan doing some of the work of trying to like uh, bridge the two sort of poles of Mandalorian culture, which is like people trying to move on from being violent and people trying to maintain violence. And I think that, this children of the watch maybe have like grown up um, trying to maintain the violence and part of that uh, that group that was exiled. Um, and I think that it's going to relate back to a line. This is my Idiot's Array Essentially, I mean, this is a simple Idiot's Array is basically, I do think that it's uh, the remnants of Death Watch. I also think that it's bigger than Death Watch perhaps. Like it's just like a word for all of the violent creeds uh, that are like sort of more dedicated to um, maintaining like very stringent very uh, extreme um, ways of doing things and I also think that um, the line that said in chapter eight where Mando says he was raised in the fighting core I think that may have something to do with it as well okay. and so that's my idiots array and sort of trying to connect some of the dots there interesting that's one idiots array that I have that's there may good. be some others
0: yeah that's so interesting I, I'm, I'm excited to know what's gonna happen it was just like I you kinda touched on it, it's like just him realizing he was raising a cult, you know, like that's crazy. You know Yeah, it's gonna know, be
1: intense, man. It's, really it's gonna be I'm like really curious to see how it's gonna go. I know and um, I'm
0: thinking too, like, the armor I think is a lot bigger role than we actually had originally thought she was. I think she's yeah. I think she knows a lot more than what she was given what she was telling yeah. everyone in the first yeah. episode and I'm like it's just well, to know what she ha- if she's gonna come back or not
1: yeah and obviously um in the recap for this episode they show that scene where they talk about the removal of the helmets um where he's fighting paz visla in the underground that was like the one thing from season one that they include in the recap for this episode and so i definitely like all the things i liked about the armorer in my reviews of season one now i'm like questioning them all i'm like is she like (laughs) is she just like this hyper manipulative like cult leader like, is she freaking um, the Kool-Aid guy who killed all those people in South America? <laughs> like, know. what is going on so, here?
0: I saw this one a while ago. I don't know. Let me just tell you this. I have this rumor I saw going around. Okay. So when when Darth Maul was in charge, was leader of Mandalore, mm-hmm. the, his like private security, they all had horns on their helmets. They 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 put horns on their helmets. And so this oh my I, gosh. This rumor I saw was that the armorer had these little horns in her helmet. So she was like a remnant of mall security.
1: Oh my gosh, Wouldn't dude, that, I, that is so interesting. Oh I wow. Like, no,
0: I, was like, no, I was like, no way, this is so stupid. But now I'm like, maybe I'm the dumb one for not realizing that like that's, and she wears like this red, um, her breastplate is like red too. So that's what, that was also part of the, oh part of the, my view, the, gosh. the rumor. So I was like, dude, that would be so interesting
1: okay um oh wow i'm gonna sound really dumb right now but i'm pretty isn't there a female mandalorian character in the clone wars siege of mandalore who takes the side of darth maul
0: yeah that's that's the one they're talking about i can't remember her name so i'll have to look it up uh okay let me take a look up right now but yeah that's that's who they were talking about their thing their this rumor was saying it was that same person
1: oh it was this oh wow okay so somebody's already done this idiot's array for us
0: i know (laughs) Because I was like,
1: I could have sworn there was like a female character that was um, in the Clone Wars. Wow, dude, the horns. I didn't even think of the horns. That is so
0: interesting. Okay, I got it right here. On Wikipedia, it says her name is Rook Cast. That's the
1: one, yes. Yeah. So her armor armor
0: is very maroon, so that's interesting.
1: We got to toy with the idea, you know. It could totally be, and I could... Oh, now that I see like all of the ways that she talks and all the ways that that sort of group of Mandalorians is, um, could they be a group of Mandalorians that um, has developed under ideologies that were started by Darth Maul? Yeah,
0: that's interesting.
1: Like they have like, they like were, because there were Mandalorians that liked Darth Maul. Like maybe these uh are the remnants of the Mandalorians that were supporters of Darth Maul. That'd be so crazy, dude. I
0: mean, especially <laughs> Vissla too. I mean, Paz Vissla yeah. is a really important name. So like, that's interesting too. Yeah, it's, it's crazy.
1: Yeah, and in between the seasons, they they went back on their uh, castings list and they changed because at first it was it didn't have the Z and the S. They yeah. added the Z uh-huh. and the S to, and they and they also clarified this guy is in some way like blood related. We're assuming to uh, pre Vissla, so it's there's so much dude there's so much to think about wow oh um do we have anything else for idiots or because i i could throw a couple things out there <laughs> no, I mean, just, yeah throw whatever you got let's just let's okay, just keep d- going
0: with these. i'm gonna
1: keep spitballing at you dude what do you do you think sabine wren could show up
0: yeah that okay that was an interesting, interesting point too is I thought about the dude because obviously Saja Banks is not Sabine Rand. that's been confirmed. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: Mm -hmm. Her name is, her name is Koska Reeves.
0: Yeah. And so my thoughts are at the end of Rebels, I've said this, that she, she said she would do everything she could to Loki Ezra. So I'm thinking maybe she's just, she's just looking out in the outer rim or somewhere in the galaxy for her friend Ezra Bridger. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm thinking we she could show up but I don't think right now unless she's with Ahsoka Tano because I her her and Ahsoka are friends but I don't know maybe maybe Ahsoka will stay Sabine Wren you need to locate Sabine Wren and she'll help you or something too because I don't know I, I think she could show up but yeah I don't think this season at least
1: I wonder if her her appearance like you've talked about the appearance of Thrawn in yeah. our previous episode Obviously, Thrawn's appearance could be very much attached to the appearance of Ezra, which could also then be attached to the appearance of Sabine, and so um, it seems like there could be some intertwined stories there that could bring up her appearance.
0: Yeah, definitely. I I'm very excited. I'm very excited because that's another thing too. Is I think for sure now, the stories are so intertwined now that this is like a continuation of Rebels. That's. I have said that kind of before, but now I'm like pretty positive, that this is, we're going to see a lot of stuff on rebels that we didn't get closure from. I think Mm -hmm. it's going to be in Mandalorian.
1: Yeah, Uh, definitely. Um, so interesting. Uh, what do you think? So let's talk about, let's talk about, um, this season of Mandalorian, like the next couple episodes. Um, do you think, let me just, I'm just going to ask it to you straight. Do you think that Ahsoka Tano is going to appear this upcoming Friday?
0: Oh dude, I hate (laughs) I hate the idea of her not showing up and I had thought she would be like one of the season the season finale or something, but if she becomes part of the story, that would be sick. But like as you had said That'd be fun. That'd be awesome. But as you had said, she in the trailer obviously they're not gonna show her in the trailer, I know, but um but like he goes back to Navarro, he gets um, you know, grief card and of Dune, so it's like I don't know, maybe he drops the baby, maybe that's what the baby Yoda is for right now or something. You know, maybe he maybe Dan drops her off, drops him off with her for a little bit while he goes and takes care of Moth Gideon. I don't know, but I would lo- yeah. I hope I hope she's in this next episode. I'm really excited to see a live action of Sokotano.
1: Oh my gosh, man. Even just me asking that question, it feels like <laughs> it feels like <laughs> insane. Like could we see a live action of Sokotano this week in the next 6 days? In the next 5 days. I apologize for when this is getting released. <laughs> That's nuts, man. I know, um, I'm, so, I'm stoked. So do you think, um, what do you think, oh, I got two more questions related to Ahsoka. Um, like what do you think could happen in between? Like if we don't see her this next episode, do you think that like baby Yoda gets kidnapped like on his, while he's on his way or maybe she's not there in the planet where he, she said he was she was gonna be? What do you think? I
0: don't know. because. I mean, Ahsoka has said this too, you know, she's not a Jedi anymore. She, yeah. she kind of forego, she left the Jedi Order. So I guess technically, yes, she's not a Jedi, even though she does, you know, is able, she still has her connection with the Force. So it's, I don't know if she'd be a good teacher for Baby Yoda, or if she, maybe she's just going to be like a navigator to, and pointing in the right direction. Um, yeah. It's like, it's tough to say because I don't know. And I thought Baby Yoda was going to get kidnapped um and my wife has said if he gets kidnapped she's not watching anymore so um <laughs> <laughs> so, i know it's a really intense scene for a lot of people and but i think he yeah. has to get kidnapped and that's what
1: i yeah i think he will
0: he, he has to be put in danger and dan has to go rescue him and we can we can see how much of badass he is he you know calls help from big car to carry dune and boca he gets all his forces together that would be sick i would love to see that
1: Yeah, that would be – I mean, I feel like we have, like – we have, like, the workings of, like, some serious, like – there's going to be some serious stuff going on for the rest of this season with, like – I'm talking, like, scale-wise. Like, there's going to be big things. Um, Let me ask you this. This is maybe a little bit off the beaten path. Um, Where do you – like – so we know that Ahsoka's around. Um, What do you think Ahsoka was doing during the events of the original trilogy?
0: Dude, I, I know. I have no idea. I, I don't know. That's, that is an interesting question. because, yeah, because if she's not a Jedi, it's like what? She's not trying to rebuild the Jedi or anything. So yeah, that I don't know.
1: And I'm wondering, like, is she like? I don't know much about the show Rebels. She appears in the show Rebels. Is she supportive of the Rebel Alliance, the Alliance to Restore the Republic?
0: Yeah, definitely. She's actually a huge part. She okay. Is, she's full, she's the full, first fulcrum. So she's like the inside, she's like the inside info that's giving all this information to uh, rebels. And she doesn't appear until like season two or something, or season three, where they just Mm -hmm. have this image of her, they have this image of her signet. And it's just just talking and like this, you know, this covered voice. So you can't even tell it's her and then she ends up showing up. And so, yeah, she plays a huge role in the rebellion. Um, Okay. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know what she's doing. Maybe she Once she figured out Darth Vader was Anakin, maybe she kind of went into exile and was kind of, like, feeling bad about not being there for him. I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of like a double-edged sword because, like, you're kind of like, why didn't you help? But at the same time, it's like, you know, like, you could have done something, but at the same time, it's like, maybe she was, she couldn't do anything. I don't know. It's, be, it's, it's a good
1: question to ask her for sure yeah i i'm, I'm like really compelled by that because it seems like why wouldn't she have been there on hoth or why wouldn't yeah. she have been there on yavin um that those kinds of questions are definitely creeping up in my mind um i'm like really i'm really interested all i gotta say is rosario dawson i feel like the pr- she's got a lot of pressure on her to like pull this character off Dude,
0: she's gonna do good i i love I think she's a great actress.
1: And I think Yeah, she, she is. Do a good job. So, no, I agree. I agree, but it's it's a lot of pressure. Yeah, um, that's
0: true, especially for Star Wars fans.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Um, all right, I got another one for you. <laughs> um, Luke, Luke Skywalker, mm-hmm. do you think do you think that this 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 series of events that we're on in the Mandalorian do you think it's ever going to intersect with Luke Skywalker?
0: Oh, dude, I don't know. It's like, at times I'm like, yes, I want it to. but mm-hmm. At the same time, I'm like, no, I don't. I would like to keep this kind of the story as separate as possible. But it looks like it's going in the direction of it being all one story. But I don't know. It'd be sick to see Luke. Uh, but I mean, I don't know. Maybe he's he, obviously we know he's trying to rebuild the Jedi, the Jedi Order, and stuff. So, dude, yeah, that's tough. What do you think? I don't know
1: you know i i think it would here's the thing is if we're talking about this from like a if we're if we were if i was an in world like if i lived in the galaxy um it would be it would make the most sense practically for them to run into luke like luke is gonna have to come into this story like he is the central figure of uh, the Re- Rebel Alliance's uh, victory over the Empire. Uh, I don't know what his role is in the establishment of the New Republic. I'm curious about that. Um, he's trying to establish a new Jedi order. He's the central figure of what it means to be a Jedi. Uh-huh. Um, and so it feels like this is gonna have to, like we're gonna have to encounter Luke um, at some point from that point of view. But I also, the par- another part of me is like, Star Wars is getting, especially now, is really getting it's feeling very infamous for like keeping the show characters in the shows and keeping the movie characters in the movies um
0: that's true
1: true. other than like obviously anakin and obi-wan in the clone wars but like we've got a bunch of characters that show up in the clone wars and rebels and the mandalorian and don't show up in the movies that take place in between all those (laughs) and and vice versa and so um For that reason, I feel like maybe he won't, but I feel like it would kind of make sense for him to show up at some point. Um, And it would—I mean, like—I feel like a Luke—a Luke reveal, like imagine a Luke reveal, like in like say the last episode of the season or even the last episode of the series. We have like a Luke reveal or a Luke entrance. Um, I feel like something like that would just blow people's socks off. Like it would blow people's minds. Yeah, it would be it would be amazing to see something like that, and so I'm I'm very curious, I'm very very um, interested in that question as well. Oh man!
0: <laughs> I know you're just making me making my mind run right now, dude. I, mean, <laughs> I just
1: I just freaking spitballed you with like five questions. I know
0: the New Republic is very present. I mean, Leia and Han are big icons, and the propaganda is probably everywhere. It's like how come we haven't seen a single poster or a single tv ad or something you know a single hologram
1: about them you know yeah it feels like it feels like something's got to come up like it would make sense i don't know do i mean i gotta think that like the conversations that we're having right now i feel like the creators and the writers were having these same conversations like thinking about thinking about like okay this is our storyline like what about like like the main events of the galaxy like are these going to intersect at all um that's really interesting. I mean, like, then you bring up like all these other characters too, like that we could potentially run into. Like, um, we've talked about, I mean, Han and Chewie are, and even like just Chewie by himself, I would be yeah. like, I would be over the moon to see Chewbacca. <laughs> um, like, say Han is, you know, just sort of being more of a family man, a more grounded uh, lifestyle with Leia, and Chewie is just uh, being the sort of the adventurer and the traveler um, by himself. I would love to see Chewy. I'm um, wondering about other, like even like more sub characters, like Lando Calrissian. Um, you've got Hondo, Onaka. You've got. There's a couple. There's some potential for things I know, to happen.
0: Definitely is for sure. There's so much going on. People are still alive. Yeah, that'd be cool. We, we can get little glimpses of that at least
1: oh man see this this episode has got us back on the star i feel like we got we're back on like the <laughs> the star the wars train we're back on the train of like what is going to happen next <laughs> oh man so do we have anything else we want to get into <laughs> I <don't think> so. <laughs> idiots array wise um i don't know what do you do you have like any like do you have any like i idea like what you would say is going to happen in the next episode oh dude i don't know (laughs) i know know. we just talked about this with ahsoka question but yeah we we know he jumped into hyperdrive and so like unless unless there unless he's like pulled into like a some kind of device that can take him out of hyper hyperdrive like, all we can assume is that the next place he's going to just land on this planet Corvus. That's like, that's, that's going to be our next scene. From there, it's like, does something happen to him on Corvus before he's able to rendezvous with Ahsoka? Um, is Ahsoka not going to be there? Or does he rendezvous with Ahsoka successfully and the story just goes on from there? Yeah. I feel like those are our, our options for mm-hmm. what's going to happen on Friday. It's <laughs> crazy. Oh,
0: man, I know. I, honey, I can't wait that long
1: i'm so excited man i'm freaking stoked
0: all right that's it for us today man thank you guys so much for listening we really appreciate your the listens and the support we get on instagram and um as as always if you guys like our podcast please review us on apple Podcasts. uh join our comments on instagram uh we'll be participating in another live this week on thursday night this is uh Sabot Talk signing off